Welcome to Two Crazy Scoops Season 4 with your hosts Ao and Antino. This week we got returning guest Devon Walker to talk to us about photography, coffee, and anything that rhymes with that stuff. So stay tuned and uh, hang tight. It's about to get crazy. Two Crazy Scoops. So, how's everybody doing? I will take this time at the top of the episode to introduce you to, as I am terrible at introducing people, Aaron, this is Devon. Devon, this is Aaron. I think last time you were on, Aaron was not here. This is true. I did hear the episode, though. And I think you were talking about traveling a little bit, too, if I remember correctly. Yes, we talked about traveling um, mostly about Africa, I think. Yeah, yeah. So I did listen to that episode. But so, it's good to have you back. Most people back. don't want to come back <laughs> for some reason. So thank well, you. I had, to, I had to come back to meet you. So now, <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. One, was, crazy, one crazy scoop is not enough. <laughs> Agreed. Um, Even Adam was there. So, I mean. Yeah, it was just me and, and me and Devon. Mm-hmm. Which I will mention, your background was a submission. That he made to us for season four. I never showed it to you, Aaron. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you didn't. He didn't even share it. I was no, trying to right. sell my idea so much. I mean, can you? This is an actually really nice picture I took myself. Um, right here is actually a freeway in Fort Worth. Uh huh. And this is, I know this is bad for your podcast because I can't see. But this is a huge puddle after it rains. So this is actually a reflection off the water. Oh, the I like it. Yeah, if you could send that to me and then we will put it in the running. I'm pretty sure I have season four already picked out, but I'll consider that one if I can see the whole thing. Oh, it's Thank already you. been done, Thank Aaron. We're considering it. What do you mean it's already been done? We've taken the vote and everyone's I told you from the beginning, I don't care what the poll shows. I choosing cover. You want to know what's really funny? And that's it. What? I don't know why, but my Zoom meeting is telling me that it's ending in like 10 minutes. I pay yeah, you should have let me host. I pay $15 a month. What is going on? Check last charge. They <laughs> <laughs> just charged me. <laughs> well, apparently Zoom doesn't like you. What I, did I, I do that's wrong? the only thing I can say. Wow, this is terrible podcasting. I am so so I sorry. Have, I have a Zoom. I have a Zoom as well, and I've I keep my billing up up to date. It's mm-hmm. it's updates uh, literally just charged me. Okay, we're gonna take so, a slight break. Um, not yet, not yet. We still got nine minutes. We got so nine minutes. Just, we got nine minutes. Let's let's yeah. Let's continue. So, um, really quick. Just to kind of um, catch people up to speed, because I don't know if you talked about this last time or not, but you mentioned that you are originally from Washington, right? Yes. Washington State. Yep. All right, cool. And then you moved to Arizona. And how long were you in Arizona? I was in Arizona, wow, most of my life. So I moved here around, or I moved there around 19. 
Um, and okay. So you were just an infant then? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As a newborn. Um, yeah. And then um, I moved to Texas in the end of 2012. Okay. But while I was in Arizona, I've lived in Tucson and Phoenix, Mesa, Gilbert, Tempe, Surprise, all over. The oh, wow. Yeah, I have uh, my uncle and aunt and one of my cousins, they all live in Peoria. Okay, cool. And then my other cousin lives in Scottsdale. But uh, I'm in Tucson. I've never lived in Phoenix. So, uh, that's pretty cool. Which do you like better, uh, Tucson or Phoenix? Um, sorry, but definitely. <laughs> oh, Phoenix. Okay. All right. Well, it was a loaded question. I, well, I don't. I don't blame you. I understand the appeal of Phoenix. I kind of like. I, I like Tucson mainly because it's. It's like um, the the best way I can describe it is a little big town. It has everything you need there, but it's not like an LA or a New York or you know. And everywhere I've lived before, I feel like I've, I've always lived in like these big cities. And so Tucson is kind of nice because you still have the the big city feel to some extent, but then it's kind of quiet and laid back too. And the scenery is very different from anywhere I've ever lived before. So, um, yeah, to me, the I'm more of a city person, I guess. But mm-hmm. I also like conveniences. And mm-hmm. I was kind of teasing Antonio when we first got on Zoom earlier because um, me and my wife are running errands uh, before um, I got on this Zoom call um, all over the Fort Worth area, and it was. Um, because of freeways that we were able to get here and there quickly. And that's one of my biggest gripes. Like Tucson is one of the most beautiful cities I've ever lived in, but to me, it's just poorly designed and it's not very convenient. And and you know, what's funny about that. That's one of the things I think that kind of keeps Tucson a little bit smaller. Um, It is growing, but the growth is pretty controlled. And that's one of the reasons, one of many reasons, because like you mentioned, the highway doesn't run really through the town it kind of goes around it uh, and it's it's the first place i've ever lived where you know you don't hop on a freeway to go everywhere because <laughs> that's everywhere else i've lived the freeway is right there whereas in tucson it's like especially where i live it's like you got to drive a minute to get to a freeway and the freeway is not the quickest way to get everywhere you gotta go <laughs> so yeah so i think that's that's a unique feature of tucson and again like i said i think it keeps it from you know, growing too quickly. Um, but it's definitely, you know, definitely but I can, if you like the city, I can definitely see how Phoenix would be the, the, uh, the top choice. And that makes sense. Although we don't have the traffic though, that Phoenix gets either. So that's true. Along with the convenience comes traffic. And but I always hated traffic. Very true. But I'll tell you, Phoenix, Phoenix traffic is nothing. Um, it's not nearly as bad as Houston and uh, Dallas. Mm-mm. Those cities are a nightmare. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. <clears throat> and like New York to Connecticut is a pain in the butt. I can imagine. <laughs> so you were going to yeah, tell I've only driven in New York a few times. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no. Continue on with your thought. No, I've only driven in New York a few times. Usually we would use public transportation when we were there. But um, actually, the one and only time I've driven in a blizzard was in New York. Mm-hmm. It, was, uh, it was interesting. 
Yeah. It wasn't as bad as I expected it to be. Yeah, driving in the city is a pain. And I used to always take the, if I, just like you, I used to always take public transportation. So if I can take the subway into the city and get around, you know, park outside the city, like, and when I say the city, I'm like, I would park like in the Bronx or I would, I didn't like driving in Manhattan. So I would park somewhere along the way if I was driving down towards the city or I would just take the train from Bridgeport, which is where I lived in Connecticut. So one of the two, I would take the either take the train straight from there or drive close, you know, park somewhere like in the Bronx or somewhere and then take the train into the city and hang out and then take the train out. That way I'm not trying to drive out of New York City, which was such a pain. I do not miss that at all. Yeah. <laughs> only, also, yeah. Also my parents are, are New Yorkers. So um, although I've never lived there, uh, I guess that's kind of where being a city a city boy, so to speak, is kind of in my blood because they, um, even my grandmother still lives in the Bronx. Um, oh, okay. My parents grew up. Oh, nice. Okay. So they grew, both of them grew up in the Bronx too? Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Awesome. The Bronx. Yeah. Was he down Bronx? <laughs> oh, man. Um, all right. Do you, I don't know. Do you want to handle this time thing now? I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. And when we return, <laughs> we'll talk about the snowstorm that you survived. What happened is I got a new laptop and I signed in on my other account. It's the, the wrong email address. So, <sighs> Great job. <laughs> we'll be right back after these messages. Hey, I'll put the commercial right here. Why not? It's perfect timing. This is true. If you want to, but it's up to you. And then he never posted it. And I was like, okay, I guess he don't <laughs> like it. So that's why I, I, I'm leaning I towards it. But he made all the other ones himself and he was completely biased. No, no, I made two of them and Aaron made two of them. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I made the one that you see behind me now. You can't see the whole thing though. Um, but you, well, you saw it. If you saw the, I saw the it. yeah. So yeah, you you know what they were, but I made this one and I made the other one that's like split down the middle, um, which my favorite one personally was uh, was this one. But you can't see the two crazy scoops written at the top, but it's written at the top. But this is my favorite one. Uh, if I can get all the way out of the way. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna put some because I, I noticed you guys like the headphones. I was gonna put some headphones in there, but it, I didn't have time because I had just seen his post and so I just sent it real quick. But Oh, gotcha. Well, hey, if you want to throw some headphones on there and send us that picture, we'll uh we'll definitely <laughs> I'll take that into consideration as well. <laughs> uh, but I don't know I was wasting my time with Antonio. I mean I No, that's brought- a- no, that's nice. That's really nice. I like it. I might choose it even out of I like it and out of out of spite just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but which uh, ones did you vote for, Jermaine or Devon? Devin? Um, yeah, I don't remember honestly. I do. I, I have it right here. Let me see. I did vote. That's that's what matters, right? <laughs> Screenshots. I like this background. Oh, nice house. Thank you. 
I wish it was mine. You know, sometimes these pictures annoy me because I never can get like, I've never had a place that looked anything like any of those pictures that you see in those backgrounds. Yeah. So Jermaine, uh, sorry, Dev- Devon only voted for one. Guess which one right. he voted for. Aren't you supposed to only vote, vote for one? No, people voted for multiple ones, and I took that into consideration as well, just to give Aaron a little bit of an edge. Oh. Guess which one he voted for, Aaron? Uh, the one that's behind you. That's fine. But regardless. Irregardless. I, I, that is as not a, a word. As a photographer, I had to pick the one that had some photography in it. No, I understand. I completely get that. Um, okay, so let's uh, continue recording and we can take this argument to the air. She's been recording <laughs> this whole time. Oh, we're still recording? Yeah, we just started. Oh, oh okay. Sorry. Okay, cool. Um, so, yeah, let's uh, continue. So, yeah, I'll look at your... Um, I will look at your submission again, Devon, and we'll see. Who knows? Maybe you'll have the cover for season four. Although... Um, for merch purposes, I don't know. We'll have to discuss all of that, you know, finances and all that good stuff. Like, yeah. do you just want a royalty fee or <laughs> how are we going to do this? He's going to we'll... own the podcast by the end of this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, we've been legally forced to change our name to three crazy scoops. <laughs> or don't forget Anna. You know, I know she's back there. Yep. True. True. They keep leaving you out, Anna. Was that a little foreshadowing, Aaron? <laughs> With the three? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> At some point, pretty much. Uh, that's hilarious. All right. Um, but yes, continuing on, you had mentioned when you were in, in New York, you had you were in a crazy snowstorm. Uh, is that what you were going to go to next, Antino? Yes. Is that what you're going to ask me about? You said that we could interview you about this terrible, horrific incident that happened in Texas that is a little bit. I'm sorry, Texas. Too heavy for us. But hey, why not? It, it was it was um, it was crazy. So it started. I, I think most of the nation saw that accident that happened in Fort Worth on the freeway. Yeah. Should we like start off with what we know about it, and then you can fill in a lot more information? Sure. Basically, all I saw was that accident that you were talking about, and then a bunch of videos of everybody's pipes bursting. That was it. <laughs> okay, a lot more happened than that. <laughs> so basically, um, that was the beginning. So it wasn't even really that bad yet. But um, the issue with Texas and the weather is that um, we get a lot of sleet here and not that much snow. So when the rain comes down, like it'll rain all day and the ground will be really wet. And then at night, it'll drop below freezing and everything will just freeze into sheets of ice. And so basically that morning, um, there was one accident and everyone behind them were just that out of control. I think uh, if you recall seeing the video, there was like um, this FedEx truck. It just looked like it was going so slow. And then it just destroyed, like it went over 
it was on top of cars and a lot of people died. Um, and then people were trapped in their car and it was freezing. So a lot of people had hypothermia and uh, it was just crazy, you know, um, already having to deal with the pandemic and then have stuff like that. Um, and then the uh, paramedics and fire department couldn't get to the vehicles because it was too, too much ice on the roads. But there were some pretty amazing stories. There was a nurse, I guess, that was in the accident. And because of COVID, she ended up, um, she wasn't seriously hurt. So she got out of her car and she walked to the hospital and worked a full shift after being in that horrific accident. Oh my goodness. But it was crazy. And um, that was the beginning. That was before we started getting the snow. So then once we got the snow, everything just kind of shut down. And then that's when people's, um, first they started telling everyone to conserve energy. Then they went from conserving energy to we're going to have mandatory power, um, power outages, I guess, blackouts. So they were going to shut off power to people at certain periods of time. And they're supposed to warn you when this was going to happen. But because of the storm, there were so many people without power, like where I live personally, we never lost power the whole period of time. I don't think they actually did the rolling blackouts because there were so many people without power already that there was no need to try to conserve the energy. So, um, yeah, it was, for us, it wasn't as bad as it could be. We had lots of friends who didn't have power for days. We had people that... Um, didn't have water because pipes burst and it, it's like if you're not prepared you know disaster preparedness is something where you, we should all take a serious look in because you can't get to the store you can't get water there was a lot of people that were going um and scooping snow from outside and melting it on the stove just to get drinking water um, people in apartment complexes were emptying the swimming pool just taking buckets and pots and going to swimming pools to get water because they had none. So it was bad. It was like, you know, it was like um, third world country type of vibes um, in a lot of areas because people just didn't have what they need. And then sadly, also saw in the news that some people were going to their cars because they didn't have electricity, so they didn't have heat. And so they would sit in their car and run the, the heat. And then people died from carbon monoxide poisoning. So just oh, all around, it was a disaster. It was a yeah, disaster. <clears throat> yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Um, yeah, that's a little bit more in depth. And um, it's it's crazy with, especially for a location that normally doesn't get snow. You know, it doesn't take much to really mess things up big time because nothing's ready for it. The infrastructure's not there. You know, because um, I, you know, like for me, I grew up in Michigan, and so you know, every winter we were, we knew, you, you know, everything is built to expect it to withstand it, so you didn't have to worry about freezing pipes, at least not regularly. Every now and then, you might get it, and then snow removal. You know, the plows were ready to go. You know, yeah. Um, 
course, that doesn't always mean anything because when I was in Connecticut, we had a huge snowstorm and we got stuck on our street for a whole week almost because the plows got stuck because that's how quickly the snow fell. But um, but even then, at least they had some kind of plan in action, whereas in Texas, it's kind of like, yeah, this is all new. So it's just crazy to see how like how devastating the results is from from that happening. It's just crazy. Did you ever even yeah. imagine that happening in your area, though? Well, not to this extent. Like uh, when we first moved to Texas, I think in 2013 or 14, we had a bad snowstorm and uh, or ice storm, I should say. It's not snow. It's the ice. We had a bad ice storm and we were stuck in the house for three and a half days, I think. Um, it's kind of peaceful, really, because the whole Dallas Fort area just shuts down. Nothing's open. You're just forced to stay at home. Um, but this time it was just it was worse because people were out already. Um, people were traveling. And I think because of the pandemic, and because of how quickly it did come in, they weren't as prepared because they did, they were salting the roads. But once the ice hit, the plows can't do it. They can't drive either. And because of the freeways, I, I know we joked about freeways earlier, but there's a lot of huge overpasses and those things, you know, it's it's like a death trap because they're they're high. So they're all frozen. And if you get up there, it's not easy to come down. And like you said, Aaron, they don't have snow chains and things like that because it's not something. I think the last time that we had something as bad as the snowstorm this year, it was over a hundred years since oh, wow. that happened here in uh, the Dallas Fort Worth area. Yeah, I always tell people I feel bad when we have nice, cool weather here because it means there's some kind of storm somewhere else, not too far away from us. That's the only way it gets this far in Arizona. But yeah. What do you think? Um, when I lived through Sandy, I kind of learned how quickly things could really uh, crumble pretty quickly. But what, what do you think is something new that you learned from this experience? Um, like I said about uh, disaster preparedness, it's really about being prepared. Um, me and my wife were talking about this the other day because um, normally it's the people that create the need, the panic. So just like with COVID and toilet paper and hand sanitizer, it's like there, there likely was plenty and sufficient amounts, but people went in panic mode and started hoarding. They do the same thing with gas. I remember a couple of years ago, there was a, a hurricane that hit Houston and a rumor started spreading that we weren't going to have enough gas. So people created a gas shortage by overreacting. So the same thing is kind of here with food. It's like we went uh, and we got as much food as we possibly can, uh, not hoarding, but enough for us. Um, we already had some stuff prepared because we had received warning um, to be prepared from our organization uh, for things like this. But the, the interesting thing was, so I went out um, the day before it was really supposed to hit. Um, I went out and I bought firewood. And then I came back and I told my friend that maybe he should go get some firewood. 
it was like five minutes later and we live in the in the same area all the firewood was gone so during the pandemic we were trying to conserve energy because we not the pandemic the ice storm we were trying to conserve energy because we didn't know if we were going to actually have the rolling blackout so it's like let's get firewood and you know that use the fireplace so we ended up having to go forage for firewood throughout uh, the neighborhood and find trees that had been cut down it was nice to get out of the house but um we had to do that because firewood was just gone it's just like some of the things that you don't expect people to start hoarding and going crazy about um that's what everybody wants all of a sudden firewood toilet paper like what did COVID have to do with toilet paper? But people went crazy for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't that recall was... diarrhea being one of the symptoms, but people went it, crazy for toilet right. paper. Right. They just wanted to buy something. They just wanted to buy something. And that's, and I really appreciate what you said about disaster preparedness because, yeah, that just, that was a, a reminder, if nothing else, right there to have, you know, stuff, you know, in your house and ready. And your to-go bag and all that good stuff because, um, yeah, anything can break out and you don't know how people are going to react and you have no idea what they're going to buy because they were even during the pandemic they were near the beginning they were buying ammo. Everyone was buying ammo and weapons and stuff. And I was like, I don't think we're going to shoot virus the virus. Turns, we're yeah, shoot like it. just don't. It doesn't turn you into a, a zombie, but people are so. I, I mean whatever i just don't i didn't understand it people just wanted something to buy they needed to buy something so oh let's get you know toilet paper oh let's get bullets in case people start you know i don't know it's hard to predict but that was a good reminder yeah and texas you know is a very gun-friendly state and that, mm-hmm. that's one thing they had limits on you know <laughs> amongst other things you know you can only buy um two racks of ribs you can only buy two gallons of water they had limits on ammo uh, and all sorts of things as well um because people like you said were prepared to yeah. guard their toilet paper by any i means. guess so <laughs> right exactly exactly <laughs> oh man it doesn't make any sense but you actually just reminded me because i have some stuff on my wish list um on my amazon wish list that i need to actually get toilet paper including no, 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 no. I was thinking more. So um, I have a I, I saw this really cool crank generator that would be helpful to have. You, you can't charge a whole lot of stuff with it, but you can charge up your phone. At least you can charge up some oh, basic yeah. small items. I got one of those. And it's like a radio, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, but I was talking about a bigger one, though. This is a big a, a big one. Oh, OK. But you still yeah. can crank it. I saw the other day on Amazon, it's on my wish list too. They have this uh, disaster uh, prepared bracelet that has like 21 different things. It's got a fire starter, a compass, a whistle. It's like all sorts of things in this in this bracelet that you could wear. Huh. And it just made me think, yeah, I'd throw that in my go bag because, you know, everything is right there. Yeah, that's a, that's a good idea. Yeah, I got to find something like that. That's a good idea. And how did you get your? How did you get the information of what was going on? Because you said, "Oh, you didn't lose power, though." So. Yeah. So I mean, they knew it was coming. They just didn't know it was going to be this bad. So it was on the news, you know. And that's normally what starts the panic is the news. Once the news starts saying that, go shopping now because stores might not be open. 
than people. Yeah, you it you want to be able to have enough stuff for three days. I think that's what most agencies will tell you. Um, get enough supplies to last you three days. But people were going insane. Um, just like you guys know with with the COVID situation in the beginning, is that people were like selling toilet paper out of their garage. People were getting um, fined. Yeah, because you're not supposed to for doing stuff like that. But people will also um, buy an abundance of things and just try to rip off everyone else that doesn't have it. So, oh, that's illegal to resell stuff like that. Yeah, there's some kind of like you have first you have to have a license in order to sell products of that quantity, correct? And it's also I think the the biggest thing was like price gouging. Oh. Like mm. selling toilet paper for like $15 a roll is like, you know. Oh, see I was only selling it for 7, so I wasn't <laughs> Price got you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We need to know the boundaries to work with, and then we can. Uh... Right. Right. Exactly. So the so real reason take it we, too uh, far. real reason we've got Jermaine on, or sorry Devon on here is because he started a toilet paper company, and you want to talk to us about that? All <laughs> <laughs> oh, two crazy rolls. Two crazy rolls. <laughs> you only get two. <laughs> it's fifteen dollars each. <laughs> uh, no, that's cool. Uh, it's probably infused with coffee, I would guess, right? Yeah. Um, and speaking of coffee, um, so we were talking about this a little bit earlier, but you also have. An Instagram. And could you explain what it is, um, the coffee? Um, and I'm sorry, I did have it pulled up and I switched. Uh, coffee drip bean. Yes. Could you tell us a little bit about that? And can you explain to us why you have more followers on that one than your photography account? I honestly couldn't tell you. Um, but basically, you know, um, the last time I was on, we talked about a, a trip that I took to um, Tanzania. And when I was there, I just kind of fell in love with uh, coffee because I had really good coffee um, and kind of like beer. It's like, you know, if, if all you drink is Bud Light, um, you probably don't have a real appreciation for a really nice craft beer. But when you have a really good coffee and Starbucks coffee is not not good, really. Um by coffee snob standards, it's it's not really a good quality, but the, the brand has convinced people that their coffee is really good. But anyway, um, I really started having an appreciation for coffee and how um, it's made and the different types of way that it's made. Um, so when we came back to a that had just um, opened up during the pandemic, and we went in, me and my wife, and we had a cup of coffee from this uh, husband and wife couple. They use one of those old shipping containers to build a coffee a coffee shop out of it. And so just kind of my, it was kind of a marriage of my love for coffee and supporting people that are trying to start a business during a pandemic. You know, it's like when you start something like this, um, obviously years in advance they started preparing for this business and then you you open and then the pandemic hits 
So I felt really bad for them. But uh, so we went, we had a good cup of coffee. Um, I started posting stuff on my personal Instagram about coffee, um, but I was a little too obsessed with it and felt like I was kind of probably ignore, uh, annoying people. So, and then also my personal account is private. So when I share things, like I would make a poster or review their coffee, um, they wouldn't see it because that my account was private. So I um, started sharing um, to create another account. And I was like, no, you know, I'm a different coffee shop and snap a couple of pictures and just, you know, help people advertise their business. Um, and for some reason, it, yeah, it's got a, a lot more followers than anything I put real effort into. So. <laughs> okay. So you actually go around to different coffee shops. Yeah, I think on there, I, I think I've been to about 88 different coffee shops in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Also includes Austin. Um, just in Texas, I like going to different coffee shops. and. Uh, so, so when you go in there, do you tell them this is what I'm doing? Do you make an agreement with them? No, no, I'm, I'm just a customer. Most of the time, they have no idea. A couple of them do know now uh, because I... I post stuff all the time for mm -hmm. them, mm -hmm. some of my favorite ones. Okay. So they know uh, sometimes I'll get uh, a cup of coffee or, or something um, because they appreciate the support that I give them. But um, yeah, that's basically how I got started. Would you, nice. would you consider yourself the Guy Fieri of coffee? No, not quite. <laughs> not quite. I don't, I don't have the hair for frosting. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, yeah, not quite there yet. Well, I, I consider you that. You're that in my book. <laughs> I'm looking at you your know. account and it says never Starbucks. Do you have a personal vendetta against them? I do. Being from Washington is really hard too, you know. Starbucks is from Seattle, Washington. That's where they started the original Starbucks. But um, what do you have to say to our listeners? Um, what I would say is that there are a lot of <laughs> mom and pop local coffee shops that make a better cup of coffee, and you can actually help support someone who's not a monopoly. What really irritated me the most about Starbucks is there was another really popular coffee shop that I used to like. They were called Seattle's best. That I liked them both. Like I would have Starbucks and I would have Seattle's best. Starbucks bought all the Seattle's best and then shut them all down. And then also there's another coffee shop close to my job um, that um, they do coffee and gelatos. But they, because Starbucks is in the same shopping center, they're not allowed to even use the word coffee on their signs. So Starbucks is like an evil monopoly and I'll never, never go to Starbucks again on top of the fact that their coffee is not really good anyway. Got you. And you know, it's funny because those are some like behind the scene tactics that a lot of people are not just aware of. A lot of businesses do use tactics like that, you know, telling to, to run other smaller businesses, you know, out of, uh, well, run other shops out of business, I should say. 
Um, and that's crazy. Um, there, I remember there was somewhere, this is kind of a side point, but there was somewhere I remember going and Starbucks were not allowed to even open up there. I'm trying to remember what country that was. was it, I wonder if it was Italy. Italy? Um, oh, Anna is looking yeah. it up for us right now. There's one, there's one European country. It's either, it's either, it's either France or Italy. One of those two, they do not allow Starbucks. Like Starbucks cannot open up there. Yeah. I, I, along those same lines, I, I I was watching a documentary the other day. uh, I was about Walmart. Mm -hmm. if you do a lot of traveling, especially driving, you've probably been through a small town that has a Walmart. Um, mm-hmm. But what I didn't know is that when a Walmart opens up in a small town, they make a contract with the city that for at least five years, no other grocery store is allowed to be there. So they put a whole monopoly on the area. Um, and they force, like you said, a lot of little mom and pop grocery stores uh, local farmers, they just put them right out of business. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't like supporting places like that, especially if they're really not any good anyways. Yeah, that's crazy. I, um, it's funny cause when it comes to coffee, I never, I was I never was a huge fan of coffee for whatever reason. I just never really got into it. And I found out recent in the last few years that I'm actually allergic to um, but yeah, I just never, it never really appealed to me, but I remember at work a few years ago, they started, um, giving it to us for free in the morning. So I started drinking it every morning and, um, yeah, it, long story short, I got really sick and found out later that that's what it, that's what contributed to the, some of the issues was actual coffee. So I can't even drink it anymore. My condolences. <laughs> but uh I, I, in in its place though i'm a huge fan of matcha now that's um, my wife every time we go to these coffee shops i get coffee she searches out the matcha yeah yeah you know yeah. Uh, i used to be the same not allergic but i i really didn't care that much of coffee until um on the previous episode i uh, mentioned that um it was really tendony and tasting like really good fresh coffee. Right. Yeah. Going to Dallas has some really nice Ethiopian restaurants. And of course, you know, they discovered coffee. So mm-hmm. when they make a really good cup of coffee, it's, you don't need anything, no sugar, no milk. It's just, it's just good. And to That's answer true. your question, Aaron, or your confirm your statement. Yeah, it is Italy. Italy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they don't even allow Starbucks in there, which is which I thought was a good thing anyway. So, and Italy did have some good coffee. I did, and all traveling is probably one of the few times when I really did have coffee. Italy had good coffee, and I actually went to a farm, and this is back in 2010. It was in Ecuador where they were actually growing coffee, um, and it's so funny because when you see it, it's like these bright red. Well, I guess depending on what type of coffee, but this one was like a bright red. Looks like a little berry almost. And uh, I didn't like I smelled it, but it didn't really smell like what I would think it would. <laughs> but after they got done roasting it and going through the whole process, I tried a little bit and it was actually really good. 
So those are some occasions where I actually did have some coffee and I was like, okay, this is actually pretty interesting. But at home, normally I, I just never, never really had gotten much into it. Yeah, that's exactly what happened to me. We went to a coffee farm in Tanzania and um, yeah, it was, it was amazing. And so it spawned an Instagram. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that became successful. You have more followers on that than we have. That's not really saying yeah. much, but. <laughs> well, 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 coffee is, um, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Coffee is, 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 uh, is beloved by millions and the two crazy scoops are not. <laughs> well, I think, it has is, a uh, I think the number one uh, or two, it's in the top, top one or two um, products of export and import in the world. Coffee. Makes wow. Coffee. Mm -hmm. yeah going back to what you said about italy it's like I, that that is the one place that i feel like starbucks would not have any success except for probably tourists because those people that wake up and drink an espresso every single morning know what good coffee tastes like exactly exactly no i completely agree with that I, it wouldn't be a successful model except for the tourists anyway um but it was just funny because on on that particular trip i was um collecting Starbucks cups for some friends who lived in Connecticut who loved Starbucks. And so everywhere they went, they would get a cup. And so when we were in Italy, I remember asking and they were like, yeah, we don't have them here. I was like, oh, okay. So I couldn't even get one from there, but I was trying to collect them, you know, one from each place. So, uh, but we went to some coffee shops there and everything, every, the food is so much better. It's not just the coffee, everything is better. <laughs> I feel like pretty much once you leave the States, as far as food and beverages, it just seems like everywhere else in the world has this beat. Well, most places, I should say. I should say every place else, but where a lot of places. Italy? Where in Italy did you go? Oh, um, where did we go? We went to... We went to um, little, little Italy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um... We spent most of our, we spent most of our time in uh, in Rome, um, but we did go to Pisa as well. Okay, yeah, I went to Rome in two thousand sixteen. Yeah. Oh, nice. It was nice. Yeah. We, uh, my brother in law, now brother in law, he he got married there. Oh, awesome! His wife is from Rome. Okay. Um, her family members worked for a hotel that was like right in the middle of um, Rome. So at that time, I was also training for a run. Um, I was training for, I think, uh, 10K or something. Anyway, it was really nice because I could run to a different landmark every day. Like would run to the Coliseum one morning and run back. It's just nice that in Rome, kind of like New York City, everything is right there. You don't really mm -hmm. need a car. Mm -hmm. So I really love that about Rome. Yeah. Yeah. Did you notice that the water tasted better there? That's yeah. another random memory I had. I remember drinking the water and thinking, wow, this is actually really fresh tasting. <laughs> and then really? what the seltzer water usually anyway. So I mean, they don't even normally drink like the regular tap water. Right. Exactly. But their tap water was amazing for some reason. Oh, well, there are certain things that they allow 
that they don't allow in the water that we allow here. But I didn't think it would make a difference as far as taste, but it actually did. Um, and Venice, I didn't get a chance to go there, but I wish I could have went to Venice, though. So if I ever do go back, that would definitely be one of my uh, places to go. Um, now, you mentioned marathon. So um, you are currently prepping for your your next marathon. Well, let's back it up a little bit. You've ran, you've already run a half marathon. Yes, I ran my first half marathon uh, in 2019. Okay. And the first goal was supposed to be 2020, but now it's been postponed to December of this year. And what made you want to even get into running and and to even want to do a, a, a half marathon and how long for people who don't know how long is a half marathon so a half marathon is 13.11 13.11 miles so um and then a full marathon is 2.6 26.2 sorry 2.6 26.2 um so um, really, as a, a friend of mine got me into running, um, just wanting to remain fit. When I was in, uh, when I lived in Tucson, I used to play basketball like twice a week, every week. But moving to Texas, it's been a little different. Uh, my circle of individuals is different. Um, They're not they, ballers. <laughs> Now the people I associate more so, um, well, as you know, I came here to help the African community um, and they like to play soccer. So they're not really into basketball. Um, so I've had to find different hobbies to, to keep myself in shape and running became one of those. So this year is actually the 50th anniversary of the Dallas Marathon. So it's gonna be kind of a big deal um, for Dallas. And so it'll also be a big deal for me as being my first full marathon. So how do you prep for that? How do you train? And have you ever experienced runner's high? <laughs> That's a good question. So I've heard about runner's high. Um, I don't know, honestly. I know that <laughs> I've ran a, a, a um, a good distance and then I felt like it's gotten easier but I wouldn't say <laughs> I felt great it's not like I felt like this is amazing but, but how high do your emotions go because you you know like this right here <laughs> <laughs> well you know what you might you might for the full marathon though so we might we might need to revisit this question again yeah yeah after you do the full one but um but yeah, how did how did you prep for that? Like, and and I'm sorry, as a side note, I, I do I am trying to figure out a way to document this marathon. Um, I've been looking into ways to actually run with a camera, with a real camera. Um, so yeah, if I experience that runner's high, it'll be captured on video. <laughs> <laughs> nice uh, proof that I have another level beyond this. Uh huh. I wonder how would you do that? Could you use a GoPro? Is that allowed? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I do have a kind of a knockoff of a GoPro that I was thinking about using. 
But I really started run, uh, thinking about running with a camera because right now when I wake up in the morning, I always have this debate in my head about whether or not I should go do photography or if I should run. Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking about how do I carry safely my expensive camera while running? So I actually found a bag on Amazon that holds my camera right between my shoulder blades so it doesn't move. Okay. So it seems to be working out. So then I don't have to feel like I'm missing out on something because, you know, right now that golden hour is about the time that I'm waking up and it's like uh, right before that I was just always debating, do I go take pictures or do I go run? So I'm going to work on figuring out how to document this marathon because I don't think that I'm going to become one of those guys that runs all the time. It's just part of my bucket list. I want to be able to say I ran a marathon. Um, so it'll probably be one and done, I'm guessing. Unless the runner's high is something something real. Nice. It is. It's very much real, I can tell you. Not I, from experience, though. I used to run a lot. <laughs> and it's like you start running and then you break into something. It's like a second wind, but it's your first wind. And then you like kind of slow down and then you get a second wind again and you just like keep going through it. See, and I don't know if that's the high or if that's just the second wind. Like for me, I I can run like after mile three, the first three miles are like, man, I don't know if I'm going to make it. And then after the third mile, I'm like, okay, but I don't think that's a runner's high. I think that's just my body getting used to like, I, all right, we're going to stop fighting him to walk. He's, he's, he's committed to this. So no, I do feel like my attitude changes like pretty dramatically when I'm in that state because it start. what happened when I used to run was I would wake up around 4am and go running with a guy when I lived in New York and he was a lot more fit than I was. And I kind of wanted to fit in with anybody (laughs) that I could hang out with because I was trying to make friends. So we'd go up to the Manhattan bridge and start running and I would just try to keep pace with them. So I, I was I did run a lot before, too, so I could keep up with him. Um, but it was like, it went from me being like, this is miserable, like I had to wake up at 4 a.m., to being like, this is awesome. And, like, your stride gets a lot bigger. But what he would do is we'd run a full bridge, and then we'd stretch. And then we'd run to the Brooklyn Bridge, and then stretch. And then that last part with the Brooklyn Bridge was, like, terrible. You were If you were on a good day you'd make it with your lungs burning. If you're on a bad day, you wouldn't make it like up the first, cause it go, the bridge goes up and then it kind of evens out and goes down and then it goes back up and then it goes down. But when mm-hmm. you're trying to run up the bridge and you're like, that's your second bridge. It's like, uh, it's real tough, but you gotta, you gotta get there mentally. Like, what do you, where do you go mentally in order to push through? Usually, um, Usually it's music or, um, yeah, usually it's just music that pushes me through. Do you feel like the running taught you some, because I always felt like it taught me, if there's a terrible circumstance, you're trying to mentally push through it. And that terrible circumstance is my body burns right now, like so bad. But I can find enough mental like strength to just push through it because I know the end of my goal is going to be like something be like, Hey, I did it. I made my time or I made it cross this or cross that. Do you feel like that's something 
that you enjoy about it as well or um it's something i look forward to i can say that because right now i have not yet run a race that i felt like i'm not sure if i can finish this if that makes sense so the half marathon is like i knew i could do it so it didn't it wasn't like you know maybe i i didn't have to break through a wall to complete it because i knew i was going to be able to do it the marathon even now it's like i ran today i ran about 10 miles and i was just thinking when i finished i was thinking i have to do 16 more miles <laughs> you know just to complete that so um i do look forward to that what you said antonio um being able to get to my limit and then have to push past it because i think that that moment you learn a lot about yourself mm -hmm. and then i think that people who have done things like that carry that mentality throughout the rest of their life now when you're put under pressure in a tough situation that you feel like you can't do it you know that you can because you've pushed yourself past the breaking point before so i look forward to hitting that wall and breaking through it and not giving up because I'm going to want to and I know that and I know that I've seen from watching documentaries and stuff of people having breakdowns and crying and it's crazy man. because you just want to stop but you know you can't uh-huh it's just yeah, you in your head you know that it takes a it definitely takes a lot um from what I've you know and, and I'm talking from what I've seen not from experience in this case but um yeah, that's awesome. It takes a lot of discipline. Um, really quickly, where do you normally practice at? And are you running all on concrete? Are you running on dirt? And what? And for the actual marathon itself, what's the conditions that you're running in? So I typically run on concrete. I don't like it, but um, it seems to be the most convenient. Um, the Dallas Mar Marathon is around the city, of course. So there's a huge lake called White, White Rock Lake. Um, so you run from downtown out of downtown um, around this lake and back. Um, and, th and that's the 26 miles. So I, when you do the half marathon, which I did, uh, you run up to the lake and then you head back. So just running around this lake is another 13 miles. Oh, wow. Okay. So, um, yeah. So when you're going around the lake, is it is there any dirt paths or is it all still like paved it's road? Paved. It's all paved. OK, gotcha. Um, yeah. and, and so what is your as far as bringing like when you're running, how does that work when it comes to um, and you have to excuse my ignorance in this, but like when it comes to like rehydrating, is there any specific like supplements or rehydration protocol that you take while you're running? I'm not really sure. Are you just drinking plain water? Like, right now, I'm just drinking plain water. Um, that's typically all I drink until I get home. Once I'm done, I'll drink uh, something with more electrolytes and stuff in it, but I don't normally carry that with me. Okay. Marathon itself is nice, though, because they have so many spots. It's, it's almost like a party. They have bands playing on top of buildings. They have DJs on corners. They have snack stations. They've got people with water and Gatorade, so... Um, I'll use that stuff, you know, and oh, okay. run by and they grab it, uh, you know, grab a, a cup of Gatorade. Um, I, but, don't under, I don't understand how people can snack and run at the same time, though. That seems a little counterintuitive, but yeah, apparently 
once you get up to that point, you know, once you're, you've passed like 10 miles or so and you're burning all that energy, uh, chewing on something is not bad. And okay. then the nice thing is once you complete the half or the full, they give you tickets for two beers. I don't know if you guys knew that um, beer is really good for running. The carbohydrates <laughs> and after you run. Okay, oh, okay. Over there. I was like, whoa, I was, man, I'm, I'm, I'm down. Like, I'm I am ready. a marathon. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go, guys. I'm sorry. I'm going to go hit Reed Park right now. Yeah, because if you have it before you run, you won't probably feel the pain. <laughs> Although I don't know if you would be able to stay on course, though. On but course. You're like, I just ran back to the bar. I don't know what's going on. Exactly. Yeah, when I um, when I first ran, the, um, I ran in a relay, actually, before uh, the half marathon. So the relay, you get in a team of five, and they divide up the full 26 miles. So oh, nice. you just pass it on. So do that. I ran a 10K. Um, one day and then the next day I did a relay with some friends and, um, at the relay, they gave you beers at the end because you ran part of that 26 miles. Um, but my leg of the relay was only seven miles. So I didn't feel like I needed the beer. So I gave them away. But then the next year when I did the half marathon and I drank the beer, I was like, wow. (laughs) I mean, it feels, it feels so good. Nice. And it was uh, Coors Light. I mean, so you know. I mean, uh, <laughs> Coors is one of the sponsors of the Dallas Marathon, so it wasn't my favorite beer, but man, I've never enjoyed a Coors like that. I bet after that, yeah, I would bet. Um, yeah, that's awesome. I don't know if I would... See, I did, my issue with marathons is that I just don't like running, and so it would be a struggle for me to do a marathon, but I have considered and contemplated doing a triathlon, which is, a, is the is Iron much, Man. Which is much well, is much less running though, because I think in that I think you're only doing like six miles roughly of running, um, but you're doing like a mile of swimming and 26 miles of biking. I love swimming and I love biking, so those would be. I'm not saying, and I'm not saying that this is going to be a walk in the park. But because I enjoy those activities, I think I would be more more motivated to do it. And then, you know, the running part, I would just have to drag through it. But <laughs> yeah. six miles is not really that that long. It sounds like it, but yeah, I, mean, I guess from a from a runner standpoint, it's not really that long. Mm-mm. It wouldn't take long for you to finish it. Yeah. Yeah. The running part would be my would be for me that would be the toughest. But so, um, what what do you do to keep t- working towards your goal despite what some would consider to be failure if you didn't meet a goal that you had like smaller goals? Um, I'm not sure. Like honestly, right now, um. I have a lot of time. It's not until December that I actually have to run this marathon. So right now I'm really just focusing on the distance. And so since I'm not holding myself as accountable to a strict schedule of training, it's not, I'm going to have to get more serious 
Um, like I said, I did 10 miles today and I was like, wow, 16 more, but I'm going to have to be like at 20 with no problem. <laughs> um, so in the next couple of months, I'll have to get more serious and then I'd have to get back to you on that. But right now I don't, I don't feel like I'm missing any small goals because I'm, I'm still running, but I'm more lax. Like today I went out with no goal. It's like, it's not like I woke up and I'm like, I'm running 10 miles today. That's part of my goal. I was just like, I'm going to run. And then I was like, I got to a certain point and I was like, okay, from here, I'm going to try to get to five miles before I turn around and start heading back. So it just ended up being about 10 and a half, but and later on, I'll have real specific goals to reach. We'll follow up on that after you do your marathon then. And, yeah. Uh, what's the soundtrack looking like? So the soundtrack is always different. Um, I use Apple Music um, because it's free with my phone service. So I just, it's random all the time. Yeah. What song like gets you hyped up though? big time like what's the song that just it gives you energy it gets you going <laughs> you're ready to do this is it the rocky theme song no, i'm just kidding <laughs> you know different funny. Sport, but I, music is good. i'll bring up a basketball player for instance so i don't know you may have seen this commercial before uh, with russell westbrook and he talks about um a lot of things that he does that people feel like are um the opposite of what he should be doing and what he listens to before basketball games is like slow jams. Like he doesn't listen to music that like pumps him up. So a lot of what I listen to is more so kind of, I guess you would call it more like a hip hop jazz type of feel. Like it's just not really any certain artist, but certain songs that are you just like, could you give us an example of one, like any particular song? There's a song by um, CeeLo called Basshead Jazz, where it's just oh, okay. really smooth okay. and it kind of makes me, gets me in the right breathing pattern for the way I want to run. Dude, if we should add that to, uh, we should add that to the episode. Oh, the song? Yeah. Well... The process is very annoying to add songs to an episode right now. Oh, okay. All right. Well, never mind. Because then this episode will only show up on Spotify. And every time we uh -huh. do that, it only gets like seven listens or something. Oh, we can't. We can't. Um, you can't upload one on Spotify and the rest everywhere else. Like a different version everywhere else. I guess I could. But well, I don't know if that's on Spotify twice. I don't know if that's complicated or not, though. Well, don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. Where else is your podcast available? Oh, you know what we can do? I have an idea. We can um, we can do a short. We could just um, play the song in the podcast. <laughs> Wait, let me see. And okay. just hope we don't get. Uh... <laughs> I, there's something with fair use, and it has to be under a certain amount of time, I think. Yeah. yeah. What was it called? Basshead jazz. Basshead jazz. What's your yeah, I, what's your workout song, Aaron? He's got. I have to think for a second because uh, there's a lot. It depends on it depends on uh, what I'm doing. Um, 
actually I have a workout playlist where I, so I can just look at my playlist and see. He's got Dua Lipa. So what, where else is your, is your podcast available? Because I've only listened to it on Spotify. It's on Apple Podcasts and oh. Anchor and... Um, yeah, there's a bunch of um, podcast apps that it goes to. Um, I can't even think of all of them, but it's a lot of them. Because what happens is um, Anchor kind of puts it out on all of them, all the major ones. Oh, well, that's nice because I don't I don't really listen to or use Spotify because I had Apple Music. So I really only downloaded this will make you feel good, Antonio. I really only downloaded Spotify because of your podcast, honestly. Oh, wow. So, Spotify, Spotify person. So now that I know if I can listen to an Apple Music, then I can delete Spotify from my phone. And you, you can. can also they, give but, us a five-star review if you feel so inclined. Yeah, I will say this, though, that we do have some episodes, and I think that was season two, where we include music in our episodes because we have like a music. So those three. particular, well, season three. Mm-hmm. No, season I thought it was season two. No, it was season three because we were starting it off, and then I did the episodes by myself, which is when I recorded the episode with Jermaine as well. And so I was just like, well, because I thought that I was going to continue it on. Okay, well, anyway, so that particular season has episodes where we talk about music. So those particular episodes will only show up on Spotify. But I think all the rest of them will show up everywhere else. I think it's just a few episodes, a few music episodes that won't show up. Who's this Jermaine you keep speaking of? Ugh, it's hard, man. I don't know what. I mean, you you think you know someone, then they go and apparently everyone else around the world calls them by a different name. An alias. <laughs> it's something. So I'm trying to find my workout playlist, but go ahead. I'm just looking for it. Speaking of uh, art, of such. As we wrap up this episode, I know that you were into spoken word poetry at one point. Did that continue on or was that um, to meet your wife? (laughs) No, you know what's funny about that? Funny that you mentioned that, even though we've never spoke about it, is that I was actually looking at stuff I wrote yesterday because... I have a couple photography projects I'm working on. In fact, I wanted, I actually got my first photograph printed today. This is a picture I took the other day of, um, this is downtown Fort Worth. Yeah, that's the one I shared on our thing. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I liked it too. Nice. So this is the first photo I've ever had printed and I'm going to get it framed. Um, but I am also have the goal of, making uh either a magazine or a book and so i was looking through my poetry because it's like to have a book with just pictures and no words at all i felt it kind of seems a little weird um so i was looking at old uh poems that i wrote and thinking of just placing them randomly throughout so that there's some other content to the book than just pictures and a description of the picture so um, I haven't really written anything in, in a while. Um, I do have a goal of writing something in Swahili. But as of right now, it's probably been at least three years since I wrote something. Wow. 
So you're going to make a coffee table book and blend all of these hobbies together. Dude, that is a good idea. Yes. And that's the th- that's the awesome thing about being a photographer, too, is that there's just so many creative, you know, things that you could put together. Um, um, like our season four cover, for example. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but no, seriously, though, like, my coffee table book is going to be two crazy scoops of coffee. <laughs> there, there you, you have it. There you go. And we will be taking a royalty yeah, on we'll that. We'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> we have no, to but, cancel each other out. So. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Then yeah. I'll have to write my memoirs. <laughs> my life knowing coffee guy Fieri and, <laughs> and the tragedy that ensued. <laughs> that's funny. But is there um, uh, well, I don't think too many. I don't hear too much about spoken word poetry anymore. Maybe I'm not in that circle of things, but how did you get into it? Cause I just don't, I, I try to look for it too, but what I find it usually is stuff that's got a political um, slant to it. It's more of trying to get people worked up about a certain cause or something. Um, Kind of what really got me into it was, um, back in elementary school actually is when I first started like in this book if I if I get my book finished one of the poems I wrote in fourth or fifth grade about basketball um I still have it because um I was impressed that I was able to write that at a young age it's nothing crazy but it it, it's decent um but it started with school and then through music there's certain artists that occasionally um will have a poem that they wrote on um their albums um and then through youtube um i i found some spoken word poetry um and some of them you know it's just like anything else some of these people are very political and some of them are very passionate maybe too passionate like a lot of people's poetry just like music uh comes from a dark angry place and it's not something you want to listen to all the time um there's moods for that and when you're in that mood that's when you put on your running shoes antonio and go running (laughs) but um yeah there's some really good poet um poets out there uh, and spoken word is just kind of mellow to me. It's kind of the mix between I'm not a, I'm not a person that can sing, but I like writing. And so it's kind of like in the middle to me, because a, a lot of these poem uh, poets um, will do spoken word um, over jazz music and and things like that that um, just blends really nice together. So I don't mean mm-hmm. to put you on the spot, but would you like to debut your basketball poem? Or is that too much? Um, that's probably too much. <laughs> <laughs> to I be honest it. with you, I've never read anything. And this goes back to what Antonio was alluding to before. I've never read publicly anything I've ever wrote. But the way that I met my wife was that there was a friend of mine who read a poem that I wrote on Facebook years ago. And she was going to go to a talent show. And she asked me, can I read your poem? 
And I said, sure, that's fine. Um, so she was going to read my poem in a talent show. Um, I wasn't going to go to the talent show. I was at home watching the Arizona Cardinals get stomped out by some team. So once they were losing, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to watch this game. Maybe I'll just go to the talent show and hear someone read something that I wrote. And so I went to a talent show and I sat in the back and um, I listened to my friend read my poem. And um, then I noticed my wife. So that's how it was through poetry that we actually crossed paths and, and met each other. Wow. Hmm. I'm just thinking <laughs> in my head. Aaron starts scribbling down words now. <laughs> <laughs> He's like basketball in outside. What you gonna do? <laughs> Too crazy. Speaking school. of poetry, in the beginning, you said we were gonna talk about uh, photography and coffee and everything that rhymes with that, and I couldn't think of anything besides toffee that rhymes with coffee. Me either. That's why I stopped right there and I said everything then between because my my brain realized I was going down a path that did not make any sense. <laughs> I was like, and other things that rhyme with that. I can't think of it, but hey. Uh, hey no one will remember. <laughs> somebody, at one time, I think somebody challenged um, Eminem, the rapper, to, to do a freestyle and use the word orange, I believe was the word. Because there's like nothing that rhymes with orange either. Door hinge. But, <laughs> but yeah. There's a couple words out there. I don't. I can't think of anything besides toffee that rhymes with coffee. Me either. Yeah. But I'll think about it. Well, there you go. But yeah. Maybe next time. Maybe after uh, December, sometime, I'll give you an update on how the marathon went, and hopefully, we'll have a book or magazine done by that time. Cool. Yeah. Hopefully much. I'd be interested in. Uh, seeing it and or reading it and just a little side note i was thinking of this when you were saying you know maybe reading your poetry over some nice music a good collaboration would be you know antino doing the music for you yeah and then you reading over one of his songs that he that he writes because he's a, he's a good musician very underrated um and he kind of downplays his, his musical talents and abilities but I think that would be a cool collaboration to see that. So I'm just throwing it out there. We had an we had an opportunity before. Briefly, I was supposedly in this band called Space Diver, um, but you know Antonio quickly dropped me um, and moved on to one of the many other bands that he's created. I went oh. like, solo. Uh, Michael, he's like Michael Scott with paper companies with bands. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I went solo. Okay. Solo, you yeah. can't hear me. <laughs> but yeah. Well, yeah, well, maybe this will be a reunion of the band, maybe, for at least a few members. The Return of Space Diver. <laughs> well, there you go. This has been Two Crazy Scoops Podcast. I don't have any music again, so I'm going to imagine that I've written, recorded, and played this music as we go out um i just unplugged my headphones too so i can't even hear myself but anyways thank you hey, for we listening can talk about to them crazy again. scoops yeah um, I'm nice trying, to meet yeah you. 
we'll we'll Likewise. be back with you guys next time with even more interesting topics oh there we go wait exactly exactly he would have no idea there we go there i can hear myself now i'm sorry before we end how many bags of gas do you have currently in your house i only have two no no uh, i didn't i I didn't go crazy uh devon because he's in texas that's that was the only joke i had and i wasn't able to remember it any bags of gas yeah, like people are running out of gas or something. They're putting in grocery bags. Oh, yeah, they were. Ziploc bags, all sorts of things. No bags of gas here. Okay, good. Good. Just worrying about your safety. <laughs> this has been Two Crazy Scoops Podcast, Season 4. AO and Tino. And we got ANA pushing our buttons. So thank you very much. And we will see you guys next time. Scoops, two crazy scoops, two crazy.